Welcome to the My Home, My Mission podcast, a conversation about life at the intersection of faith and family. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here in the in the podcast studio for the third week in a row, third episode in a row with Greg and Vicki Dixon. And what a what a great time it's been. What great conversations we've had. Um, if you haven't listened to the first two, I'd recommend to go back and, and listen. We talked about the importance of taking family to church and values-driven decision-making, some great things that I think would be valuable to you. So go back and listen to those. And, and today we're talking a little bit about the, the priority of worship and becoming a lifelong worshiper. So here again with uh, with Greg and Vicki and Y'all tell us a little bit about how uh, how this topic is near and dear to you. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna write a book about something, I suppose it's, it should be something you believe in or passionate mm-hmm. about. And certainly, this is worship is something that I've always been astounded with and disappointed in how I see people you know respond in worship and. And so it, it's always been a thing kind of sitting in the back of my head, I suppose. But, but um, some years ago, three or four years ago, I should say I retired two years ago. And so a, a couple of years before that, I just had this impression, this guiding thought <clears throat> that I attribute to God and Holy Spirit who lives in me that that we should make worship a priority mm-hmm. and that if, if all you, if your worship, if the totality of your worship experience is what you got on a Sunday morning, then with all the worship styles out there, then whose is the right one? Or was that a good one? Or is that, if, if that's your, if that's the limit of your worship, then who is God the other 166 hours of the of the week? And so all those are things that just bothered me. I'll be honest. They just mm-hmm. bothered me. They bothered me to no end. And when I was working, people would say, well, Greg, what are you going to do when you retire? And I'd say, I'm going to write a book. Hmm. I'd say, what's it about? And I would say, not really sure. <laughs> and and But I, I had this title. And, and the title was The Priority of Worship. Because I, I really believe that it should be. A priority, and so, but the but the truth is, the truth is, I would. Um, I'm not a writer. I've never been a writer. I'm a poor student. I have awful grammar. <laughs> I'm a poor typist. And I'm thinking, I, I, I like to read, and I read a book, and I'm reading along in a book, and I'm thinking, where do all these words come from? <laughs> you know, and how would I ever? write a whole book and so all that worried me (laughs) and in the back of my head i'm thinking but god wants me to you want me to do what god write a book about the priority of worship out of title well i retired and i'm thinking okay bud you're gonna have to figure this one out right so so you're gonna have to take a shot at this so not having a clue um i sat down and typed those words at the top of a blank piece of paper. And I'm going to tell you, it poured out of me for four solid months. Hmm. And and the things that came 
I don't, I don't believe I knew them before they, before I wrote them. So much came out of me and and forward in that regard. And, and as I'm doing this, I'm remembering my own experience, my own experience being sitting in church. Now, listen, I've been in church since I was before I can remember. Vicki and I have both grown up in our, in our, in church our whole lives. And so I wouldn't even, couldn't even calculate the number of Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights that I've sat in a, in a church worship service and I don't think I worshiped. Mm. I think I was there. I, I probably sang along with the choir or the worship leader because the words were there and that's what you do. You sing along and um, they would read the Bible and I would follow along. And I've never been much of one to amen anything, but, you know, see other people do that. And I think, wow, they must be really good worshipers over there, amen in something, right? Or raising their hands up. And I would watch other, I, would, I watched myself worship. And what I realized was, this was not a priority to me, mm-hmm. is that I'm here showing up, I've, I've, I'm now attending worship. And it hits me that, as I as I've studied the Bible my whole life, I'm, it hits me that this ain't worship for me. That I'm I'm missing the point here. I'm missing the whole boat. And that as I watched myself fail at it, then I realized, and and how ashamed I was of it. Then I realized that I'm just I'm nothing extraordinary. I'm I'm Joe Christian, sitting here in a pew or a chair. And I looked around me at my church, and there were 2,000 other people in the room with me that day. And I'm thinking, you know, I'll bet you that some large percentage, I won't, I won't call it a majority, but some mm-hmm. large percentage of the people sitting in my church with me right now are probably failing at this, the same way that I am. Yeah, And they're going through the motions of worship based on what they were taught to do or thought you were supposed to do or showed up and saw other people doing it and said, well, you know, I could do that. And as a result, as a result, the God whom we are there to worship just shook his head and folded his arms and said, you can do better than that, you know, to me. And so I decided that I could do better than that. I decided that if God had um, proposed for me to write a book named The Priority of Worship back two years ago, then I, I ought to figure out how to do it. And you know, he did. He, he, he wrote this book and he, 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 he poured it out through my poor typist fingers into a place where my wife, who just happened to have been a professional copy editor, whoever thought that would be a thing Mm. was able to look at it and make it readable, make it readable. Mm. And then, so together, together there's this book. And so I don't know if that's even, I'm not even sure where I've come with that, but that's, that's the reasoning. That's why I did what I did. And so now I'm not in a position 
that people say, well, how's your book going? Well, it's just fine. Thanks very much. You know, <laughs> because I, I'm not one to promote it. I'm not one to market it. Um, this is not a podcast to promote anybody's book. It's not, mm -hmm. but instead it's to say that I suppose I was able to listen to God and not be intimidated by something as ridiculous as Greg writing a book. I was able to just put it out there and say, okay, God, if you want this to happen, it, it's going to happen. And you know, it did. Wow. It did. That's incredible. And I've, I've thought the same, I've thought the same thing before about myself. I've, I've just thought, you know, um, it's so easy to show up to, to church on Sunday and go through the motions and you do it so many times. And, uh, how, how has, just talk a little bit about your experience with worship since that day, man, since you realized that what's wow. changed. Well, so I thought, okay, Greg, if you're going to write a book to tell others how to do this, you, you better figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. And so as I began to learn how to worship from my own book, does that make sense? Hmm. I learned how to worship from my own book. The first thing I learned was, okay, let's start at church. Let's start our worship week at church on Sunday morning. It's a good place to start. And so let's start there. And so, so instead of, instead of singing along with the choir, so to speak, I began to take the words to the song that our worship leaders were singing, and I began to change them into um, communicating directly to God himself. So instead yeah. of saying, God is good, I would say, you are good. And I would address it right to God, who's right there in the room listening to me. Um, I'd see other people put their hands in the air, but I believe the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. So I'd put my hand on my chest and reach the Holy Spirit then and there in that way. And I began to, when the, when the word of God was, was, was spoken, read in the room, I began to pay attention and listen for listen to what I wanted to say to God about about him about him and his nature mm. and his character. And so I began to just to say those things out loud in a worship service. Nobody can hear. It's a big room and everybody else is singing along and I'm just standing there talking to God as though he's you know Vicky right beside me. Wow. And God, you are amazing. You are. Yep, you are uh, your grace is amazing. Hmm. Right? And my it, my, it is well with my soul, God, because of you. And so I'd sing these songs and just personalize them between me and my God. And I'm telling you, it makes all the difference wow. as to how that works. And then when they would pray, I just pray those words right, right to the Father. And so what it becomes now is instead of me participating in a corporate worship service, now what I'm doing is that, is that I'm worshiping God in concert with all the other worshipers in the room. And I'm adding my voice to theirs. Okay, so now I can only account for my own voice, right? I've only, I'm only fixing my own worship, poor worship. But then I realize, okay, when I get up out of this seat and I go out into the parking lot and get in my car and drive away, then 
have I do have I is my worship done for the week? Check off another box. Check worship yeah. God. Check right, and it hits me like a ton of bricks. Is God not God on Monday? Mm-hmm. So I've always been um, a promoter of quiet time, and anyone who's ever listened to me, I will, I will ask you, do you have a quiet time? Because a quiet time to me is something that happens. You know, you can say daily, but in real life, nothing is is absolutely every day, all the time. So I'm going to say regular, okay? It's as regular as I can make it. Do I have a, a, a regular time when I can sit in, in my own private place, there's nobody else around me, and I can read God's Word and pray? So that's a quiet time, the basics of that, Bible and prayer. And so... I've taught that a million times. I do that in my life. And so I go home now and I'm thinking, so what, how do I worship God in private? Not public worship, but private worship. When, how do I do that at home? And so I just determined to add worship to my quiet time. So now in my quiet time, it, it starts with worship. Then it goes to the Bible. And then, then, then I have a prayer time. And so I learned that that short little time of worship for me, and I was able to figure out maybe for me how, how that actually occurred. What do you actually do in that time? You know, you have read the Bible. You just open your Bible and it says to read this amount and here's what you do. You have a prayer time. You have a list, right? And so you've got those things down to sort of a, a routine, but how do you worship in private? And that's when it hit me the, that, the, that this book could really maybe have a bearing on people's lives because it's certainly having one on mine. And so the book became How to Worship God More and Better. Mm. I guess that's the tagline, right? How to Worship God More and Better. And not that you're not worshiping God, not that you're failing at it like I was, but but everyone can worship God more. So so Monday, Monday morning. Is God not God on Monday? Well, yes, he is. Mm. Okay then how do I respond to that? What's my response to God on Monday? Well, God, get me up and I'll go to work and bless me and own my way to work and help me, God, do this today and help me make me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, you know, I'm giving the, the king of the universe instructions on how to, what he should do. Hmm. And that is so wrong. That is so wrong in my head. And so instead, I basically wanted to say to God what I thought about him to say that to him and I wanted to express it but my problem is is that I'm not a real wordsmith I know that I know all oh, that sounds weird wrote a book and I'm not a wordsmith <laughs> but I'm not I'm not and so I need help and I realized that that's what songs are songs worship songs or even hymns from a hymnal I grew up in a mm-hmm. you know traditional church and Open up a hymnal, I can sing all those old songs that are in a hymnal. So I keep a hymnal, an old Cokesbury hymnal beside my chair. And I can open that thing up, and it gives me words that I can express to the king of the universe that I could not have done myself. I might have sat there and go, well, God, thanks so much. You appreciate, you know, I'm just stumbling all my words. But here I can read Fanny Crosby and she gives me words, yeah. right? She gives me words and then I know the tune, I can sing it. Now I'm singing before God and I'm sitting on my back porch alone, right? Mm. 
And yeah. so now I'm realizing, okay, so so how? What are some other things I could do? And I begin, and lo and behold, I wound up with um, some proper attitudes for worship. So before I start, what should my attitude be? Um, if it's if it's um, in a hurry, what does that say to God? Sorry, God, in a hurry, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's wrong. If it's prideful, uh, you know, really have to go off to my meeting today, and you know, okay. So so what what are the proper attitudes for my worship? It certainly has to be humble. It has to be fearful. It has to be um, um, contrite, a broken and contrite heart, right? And so I, I wanted to make sure that we go into worship with the right attitudes. And then I just came up with a long list of acts of worship, acts. And so what are some things you can do? You can sing. So that is an act of worship. You can read the God's word right back to him. Act of worship. And I came up with a long list, a long list of just things that anybody can see it and go, oh, I got it. I can do that, right? And so I came up with this list of acts of worship. And then finally, like a good Baptist, they have in this alliteration. So um, acknowledgments was the third A, I guess, that, that sort of came to me. And that, and that I've always um, studied and, and been really intrigued by the names of God, especially Old Testament names of yeah. God. And we hear Jehovah Jireh. And I think, well, what is Jehovah? And what does that mean? And so I realized, well, that's Yahweh. So now I've got another word. I can, a name I can call God. Then I learn about Abba. And Yahweh is this covenantal name, but Abba is daddy, yeah. right? It's a, it's a, it's an intimate personal name. And I really, sorry, mm. I get emotional with this, but the truth is I see God on one hand, the same God, and I'm calling him Yahweh. And then the other hand, I'm calling him Abba. Wow. Yeah. And that's a God I want to worship, you know? That's right. Man. I I know, I know that the, the people listening, I, I know this is going to be impactful for them personally. I know that uh, just the people of, of our church and the people outside of our church that hear this, this is going to be a blessing to them and, and, and their growth. A lot of a lot of those listening have little kids in their home and they're they're raising a family. How do you how do you put these things into practice in a way where you're teaching the next generation how to worship and what worship is? You you talked about your your private time of worship, your public time of worship. How do we teach the next generation in our homes what this looks like? Starts by taking them to church. Okay. Mm. Read you know, previous two podcasts, we we've got that. Yeah. Take them to church. But let let your children see their daddy and their mommy worship God in a way that that's personal and intimate. Let your children see you worship in spirit and in truth, not in rote repetition or or um, you know muscle memory. Because that's how we worship too often. So let yeah. your children take them to church and let them see you worship there. Then you take them home and you pray at meals. But when you pray at meals, don't pray that old, you know, the old standard prayer that your daddy taught you. But instead, at when you have your meal together, 
worship the Father. Mm-hmm. Tell, talk to him like he was your daddy sitting right across the table. And let your children see you do that. And then, third thing, is when you get up at the crack of dawn, which you, if you have young children, that's the only time you're going to have a quiet time. Mm-hmm. When you get up at the crack of dawn, make sure your children know what it is that you're doing when you get up at the crack of dawn. Because mm-hmm. they'll see the value that you place on it. And they'll see that worship is a priority in your life. And most little boys want to be just like their daddy. Yeah. And most little girls want to see things in their mommy that they just want to be like. And so at the very least you can do is live this out, live a live out in your life the fact that worship is a priority seven days a week. Seven days a week. Man, that is so, so good. I, I can't wait to just go back and listen to this again. Uh, and just and just take really good notes. I'm just so thankful for the way the Lord's uh, given you this this book and and the way you're sharing it with people. If if somebody out there and I'm sure they do want to know more about this, how can they find your book? How can they learn more about it? Well, I have a website, priorityofworship.com. You can find it there. Okay. You can buy the book there if you want to. Um, you can communicate with me. You can send me an email. But more than anything else, I would like for people to ask themselves the question, um, you know, am I worshiping God in a way that, that honors him? Yeah. Am I giving God priority in my life by how I express that worship? And then if you find yourself at a loss for how to do it, if you just can't figure it out, then this book will give you some how-tos, really. Mm. That's, that's all it comes down to. It'll help you. It'll help you with some of that. But don't go to the book. It's not about a book to read. This sure. is about what's important to you and decide um, how you're going to live this out. Wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how the Lord uses the book. I, I know he's using it now and, um, and helping people grow closer to him and closer and, and like you said, worship more and and better that's exciting well uh it's been a good three weeks talking talking to to you greg and vicky and appreciate you and um we're recording this on a day that that greg's going to speak here at our church and i'm looking forward to that when you hear this this will be a couple weeks after but uh, if you have any questions at all reach out to us by the email that's uh that's going to be uh, that's going to follow We'd love to hear from you and hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for the My Home, My Mission podcast. If today's episode was helpful to you, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to contact Chris or Jordan, email us at home at inglewoodbaptist.com.